to the end, when the needle slips through their skin and the warmth fills them up, takes away all the pain and sends them off. As Fiona slipped away, I told her, just like I told the others, the art of living well and the art of dying well are one. I like to think there was some comprehension, gratitude even in the final look she gave me. The high that hit me afterwards, in the seconds that followed the final beat of Fiona's new heart, was better than anything a needle can deliver. The rush, the buzz, the sheer, pulsing ecstasy of it. I touched her face as gently and tenderly as her lover had stroked her just a few hours before. I kissed her cooling lips. I can still feel her looking up at me, smiling. It used to be so different before I discovered the secret. The first time I took a life I was driven by rage, hatred. I pummeled him with my fists, smashed his face until nose and lips and eyes were nothing but pulp, indistinguishable features on that dirty, ugly face. I snapped his neck with my bare hands, expecting to feel something, some satisfaction for the fury inside me to abate, the howling to stop. But it only made me feel worse. And then I was covered in his filthy blood, stinking of his rancid sweat. It clung to me, no matter how I scrubbed myself beneath the pathetic shower in our dark little bathroom. Second time was the same. And so was the third. But then I discovered the secret. I learned to do good. I took one last look at Fiona's body, lying there in the spot that meant so much to her and I wished we could enjoy the moment for a little while longer. But the world doesn't understand me. They think I'm doing wrong. So I must always be careful, and I was forced to say goodbye. Still, I consoled myself as I slipped through the darkness. There would be others, and I already knew who was next. I just wished I could tell him how lucky he was. <laughs>